Blog Talk Radio. We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us, cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing, all bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome, first to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home, we cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch how we shine, cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our responses be prime, all bases covered, Woo. yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go, so do grab a Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports and pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered, no end in the topic that say to the culture We sending the All right, welcome to the All Bases Covered We are back again, another week, another show what is going on, Josh and Sam? What's up, my boys? Hey-o! Hey. <laughs> a little silent there. What's going on? We, we got a big show tonight, man. We got a lot of news to cover. I We got WWE to talk about near the end. Uh, once we get down there, man, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a good show. We got our our buddy Mets joining us for some uh, gambling uh, advice and uh, talk a little fantasy sports. So uh, it's gonna be a big show tonight, guys. But uh, first, I want to start uh, off with the horrendous Monday night game that we were forced to watch, and I. I thought the NFL was flexing these games. Why? How does, like, the Vikings and Bears not get flexed for something else last week? So my, my two cents is that, you know what, if, if you could probably move around the schedule, they probably would have done it ahead of time. But yeah. it was supposed to be a marquee matchup, right? Justin Jefferson, Justin Fields, revamped Chicago offense. It was supposed to be good, you know, that's, you know, Obviously, the season didn't work out for either team the way it was supposed to, but it's still, uh, um, I mean, I think they should have moved it to some, a different slot, and they should have moved a different game into that slot. I I think Jacksonville-Houston should have been the Monday night game. Yeah, that would have been awesome, actually. That would have been pretty crazy. And and they can do, they can flex these games. They said they could, and just didn't choose to do it, and I I don't know, man. Chicago, Minnesota. I know Minnesota's in the playoff hunt, but Chicago's not really. And th- this game was awful to watch. It was a twelve to ten snooze fest. And so I, it was it was a game I, of three and outs. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was awful. Like, and the best game obviously was another game that could have been a contender for a Sunday night or Monday night game, which was Buffalo Philadelphia. That was the best game. Yeah, all that week. Was, that, 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 I don't know why that didn't get top billing. This week. Yeah, I just I don't I don't understand. Uh, but oh, Josh dropped out. I was wondering why he was quiet. Um, but yeah, I just, well, I you had me on mute before, so no, I didn't. I, I'd put you on. But so, anyways, this week we get a Monday just night like game. You didn't own a second uh, fantasy football team, right? Oh, here we here we go. <laughs> There's Louis' favorite. Say what it is, Josh. Say what it is. Uh, anyway, I, I thought that uh, I thought the Bills game was Monday. Or no, that wasn't Sunday night, was it? 
No, it wasn't. That was that 4 o'clock game. And, you know, we get a a Cincinnati-Jacksonville. Maybe that's why Jacksonville-Houston didn't get flexed because Jacksonville's already playing on Monday night again, but this week, but Jesus. I mean, Monday night football, unfortunately, they you know, they, they, they had a marquee matchup until Joe Burrow got hurt. And even this Kansas City-Green Bay Sunday night game is kind of – how do you not have San Francisco and Philadelphia as the Sunday night game of the week? That's just Someone like, that's that. really poor planning on the NFL's part. Poor planning. Shame on you, NFL. Yeah, shame on well, you. Well, is it I mean, bad or did you expect Green Bay to be a better team? No matter how good you Jordan got, you Love also was. Gotta remember, you also got to remember, 4 o'clock is a prime time game for the NFL on Sunday. No, but you, you know what? No matter how good Jordan Love was this year, I don't think that's still the matchup to, to kind of highlight. No, you got to put no, – No, I agree with you. Yeah. I just think, I think okay. the NFL was thinking they were going to be better than what they really are. Even still, though, just can't – so, Just as Green Bay. If you say – whatever you're, what you're saying is even remotely true, though, uh, to an extent, then Kansas City-Green Bay at 425 is good. And you still can have San Francisco at Philadelphia at the eight at the Sunday night primetime game of the week. So, I, I don't know. But it is what it is. It should be a fun week. I think, uh, I think uh, the NFL is trying a different strategy. And I think yeah. that's try to, it's trying to drum up, like, I guess more fans, per se, you know, for shitty teams. Yeah. Uh, increase their revenue somehow. So, speaking of that San Francisco-Philadelphia game, um, who's, who's winning this game? I, 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 I'm going with the 49ers, even though they're on the road. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers, but I don't know. I'm kind of curious what you guys feel on this. I'll let Josh go first. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Louie. I'm, I'm picking the 49ers. Uh, I think Philly's four game stretch to where they came back and won. I think that's going to end. Just because yeah. the, the defense the 49ers have with Bosa, uh, with Chase Young now, they just look too damn good on the defensive line. Uh, yeah. So Jalen Hurts isn't, isn't going to be able to rush the ball like he does and, and get that. Um, they might get some luck on their corners a little bit. Um, but uh, I just don't – I don't trust Philly in this game. So, I, but, I think San Francisco with, with uh, yeah. Debo back, that offense feels like it's humming again. You know what's most concerning to me about Philadelphia? And I know Hertz is an MVP candidate, but he is turning the ball over a lot this year compared to what he did last year. He has a total of 16 turnovers this year, 10 interceptions and six fumbles lost. Last year, he had a total of 10 turnovers all season, six, six interceptions, four fumbles. I, I don't know what's going on. There, uh, he he seems to throw an interception per game, but then it's like all of a sudden sounds like Josh Allen. Yeah, sounds a little bit like Josh Allen. But then all of a sudden, it's like the Eagles find themselves in positions to win games late. It's like they can withstand. They seem like they've been able to withstand the turnovers or slow starts, and then they start to come alive. But I I I'm with you, Josh. I I think that magic is going to run out. 
And I, I don't I think it runs out this Sunday against San Francisco. So, and, so and I also at, agree. Yeah, go, oh, ahead, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go, no, I'm go saying ahead. I also I also agree that that San Francisco does have the edge, but they just lost uh, their safety for the year. Um, and and both AJ Brown and Devonta Smith can go long if they have enough time, which is hard. I mean, you have Chase Young, Nick Bosa coming at you. Hurts might not have enough time, but if he does, both of those guys can beat the safeties on a on a long ball. You know, so. Yeah. You know, if if the dice rolls, you know, a certain way, uh, Philly's front four is good. Their linebackers are weak, and their corners are weak. So, you know, there's a there's many ways that that San Francisco can beat them. They don't have to rush with McCaffrey. They could just do screen passes and have him beat the linebackers all day. You know. Yeah. Or or run yeah. Kittle against every linebacker and run and run and as soon as a corner switches up on Kittle, make Kittle available as a receiver, and you got a sixty yarder. You know. So, uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. What has happened to Philadelphia's defense is what I'd like to know. This this year compared to last year, they are getting torched in the air. Yeah, their corners are so weak. Offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator both got uh, hired away from them. That's true. That's a good point. That's true. Both are new schemes, so that could be the reason for more turnovers. But it doesn't seem like Philadelphia's running the ball like they did last year's month. And then this year, yeah, the defense isn't as good. Could it be that defensive coordinator was just that good with these players? And now these players are learning. They lost lost a a prime-time defensive coordinator in Jim Schwartz, I believe, right? No, Jonathan Gannon was their defensive coordinator. Oh, my bad. That was one one before that. And then they lost Shane Steichen, who I thought was a pretty big part of their offense, and he's done pretty well in his first year in Indianapolis. So I, it could be. Um, I, I don't know. But I know they got the best record in the league. I, I feel that unless they start losing some games before the playoffs and fix their issues, that something's going to – they're going to get off to too slow of a start against a quality team in the playoffs, and they're not going to be able to come back from it. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now that, that every every team should be going out and watching the Jets win against the Eagles as, as game tape, as what to do to fluster that offense into throwing more picks than they already do, you know. He threw three picks against the Jets, and, um, you know, it was, it was just – Oh, sorry, you're right. He did throw four. My bad, my bad, my bad. You're absolutely right. He did throw four. He threw four picks. So, you know, but you should be – every team, NFL team, should be looking at the schemes that the Jets use to fluster, absolutely fluster Jalen Hurts into, you know, since A.J. Brown is covered, you know, by more, a, a good corner, a really good corner, right? So right. his options are very thin at that point. You can't even do screen plays because linebackers are too quick, you know. So, uh, you know, it's it's. It, I think they're in real trouble if there's a really good team, a quality team, that no that can play against their flaws like throughout the entire game. Then they're getting shut out. Right. I agree. Um, and I happen to think that San Francisco is one of those teams. You know, everybody talks about the NFC title game. Well. San Francisco was down to Christian McCaffrey taking snaps at quarterback. So 
kind of who knows what would have happened if they had Purdy healthy for the entire game in the NFC title game. I mean, you so, look what the when did he get hurt after the first quarter and it, it was pretty much tied seven seven. Yeah, right, exactly. So that, as, uh, soon as, as soon as Purdy went out, that's when that's when everything just stopped for the Forty Nine. Yeah, and they don't have, and they don't have a quality they don't have a quality backup either. Even now, they don't. I don't think they. Uh, so. I would say Arnold is not a bad backup. He's not a terrible backup. Um, in that. Oh game. man, you better hope he manages the game instead of throwing it away. That's true, but uh, you got to remember, last year Purdy was the emergency guy. He was the third stringer last year because it went in the season with Trey Lance as a starter, Garoppolo as and second Garoppolo. and then Purdy at the third string. So by the time Purdy was there and they taken over. You know, they didn't have anybody left for the NFC title game. So, it's – oh, no, I think it'll be a good hard-hitting match. It should be a lot of fun to watch. I'm sure it'll draw huge banana ratings uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, uh, The Cleveland Browns, man, they took a big dent to their playoff hopes when they got smoked by Denver. This Denver's on a little bit of a run, man. Denver's on a, a nice little run. Denver, yeah. And, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think they're getting smoked, dude. They're still seven and four. I, no, I said they they got smoked by Denver, twenty nine to twelve. I said their playoff hopes took a bit of a hit. And if you look at it, oh, okay. they got Los Angeles left at the Rams. Rams have been playing better now, and they got Kyron Williams back healthy and Stafford's healthy. Then they got Jacksonville. Then Chicago at Houston, the Jets, the Bengals. And now, granted, the Bengals are probably going to be a, a win because, you know, Bengals don't have a quarterback. But you could probably Jets count the Jets as a win, too, because I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. So that's besides the point. I don't think Rodgers will come back either. But that defense, the Jets' defense is really good. So who knows what could happen depending on what quarterback. That'll be a 6 to 3 game. What's that? It might be. It might be like I mean, a nine to three game. game or, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's seven. like that's like so shameless to even admit that that's possible. <laughs> but if they if but they the lose, Browns, but the Browns do have Joe Flacco, which yeah. I think and is Jeff, a better backup than what people think. He's washed, dude. Isn't Joe he's Flacco like, washed? He might be washed, but he's better than DK. He's, he's, he's better Ryan than Flacco, bro. Dude. Joe Flacco is 107 years old. I'm just kidding. He's 38 years old. He's 38 years so old, what? and he hasn't. Tom Brady won a, a fucking Super Bowl at 38 years old. Oh God, stop, bro. Joe Flacco stop. is not Tom Brady. You know what's funny? You have to realize. Flacco has a better arm than DTR. He he's got a better arm than uh, PJ Ford. He's been in the NF or the AFC North division Walker, Walker. playing. He knows, well, whatever his fucking name is. He knows what he's doing in that division, and with that defense, if their defense can keep men, I think Flacco will do just enough to win games. You know what? You know what the comp I'm giving Flacco right now, Mike? I'm giving okay. Flacco the the Vinny Testaverde comp. Oh God. <laughs> Oh my lord! That's it's not it's not a hundred percent inaccurate. So I mean, it's not a terrible comp, but Jesus, it doesn't exactly instill confidence. Um, 
Oh God, I don't know, man. I I'm not going to sit here and say that Cleveland is a. Sh- can, they're going to for Cleveland to make the playoffs. You said they're seven and four, Josh, or are they seven and five five now? No, there should seven be seven and four. And four. Seven and four. So what? You got six games left. Hypothetically, in the AFC, with you know, possibly teams like. Um, Denver, I think Texas, if you win four games, you're in. I agree. They have to go four and two down this stretch, which is possible. But if they lose to the Rams and then they turn around and lose to Jacksonville and they're sitting at seven and six, all of a sudden things get a little interesting. So I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't, that offense looks awful right now. With with the, the you know the Burrow injury, I think now like the the Ravens are looking the best, right? Coming out of the AFC. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think Baltimore is going to get that number one seed in the AFC, unfortunately, which I fucking hate to see. But how the Steelers are hanging around? I don't know how. I uh, I don't know how the Steelers are hanging around either. I just wanted to see that franchise die a slow death with a new quarterback, and and I really hope and that I, Kenny it's not happening. Oh, yo, you should you should have heard me on Sunday. I was making fun of Kenny Pickett. Like, have you ever watched him? Like his the way when he gets a snap, what he, where his hand is? Yeah, no. his hands are so small. He needs a he needs his other hand to hold the football down into his throwing hand. It's ridiculous. I don't even and know all I'm saying, fucking quarterback. All I'm saying is the Bengals did make him look like a fucking MVP candidate. Uh, did they? Did they? I mean, he threw I, – I mean, that whole offense went off for over 400 yards. Just saying. They scored, Josh, they scored 16 points. But they, were, you know, they, they were, But they were due for that. They were due for that. Act like – act like – there's other teams that would have caught the same business as well. They were due for that. Yeah, explosion. but you got to remember, in that game, too, that uh, Jalen Warren lost that, that ball in the 20, right? So that should have been more points. And I'm sure they probably could have scored more points if they really were a little bit better. But, but they also got that new offensive coordinator, too, who might be able to Who's everybody hated Matt Canada? They've wanted Canada gone for like two years now, and so we'll so see. So, really interesting, in, interesting thought. Like, I was talking to a Steelers fan, and I'm sorry to digress a bit, but uh, you know, basically, what he was explaining to me about Najee Harris is that when Najee came in, they kind of wanted him to be like Lev Bell, a very yeah. patient back that can you know look for the hole and then one cut out type of deal. But Najee's not that that kind of running back, you know. He's a north and south. He's going to, you know, hit the ground and go. Playing to his strengths now, if you've seen the, the last game, he, he played he played, uh, he played very well, you know. Yeah. I mean, he fucking dragged, what, six or seven Bengals yeah, defenders? Dragged, on that 22-yard run, he dragged the whole team. Yeah, fucking crazy. Uh, before we draw our helmets, man, I got I to gotta talk real quick. Our Football Fanatics League – uh, Sam, you are hanging on with a six and six record. Uh, I have now won four straight. I'm sitting at seven and five. Uh, and Josh, you have started to tumble a little bit, uh, Fuck. down to five and seven now, and you're in 10th place. So I, I'm sure, 
Josh doesn't pay attention. And then, Josh, it doesn't get easy for you this week because you got Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Cole Komet, and Khalil Herbert all on bye. And then <laughs> I Nick, love it. You got to throw Kyron Williams in your starting lineup. And and I, I don't know who else that you have. I, I really haven't paid I, – I, I've slowly paid attention to that league, but, like, you know, I was up there with the with wins. I just I, there were weeks that I left players with buys in their slots. You know, I, yeah. I didn't pay attention to it. I'm, I'm focusing on my yeah. standard league, which is killer, killer, all Madden league, baby. Well, Josh and I have. Yeah, I mean, I pay attention. To, I pay attention to a, two of my fantasy leagues the most. It's, it's my Yahoo and my uh, my fantasy league, and that's because I've been in them leagues for. Uh, what, Louie, this is, what, 14, 15 years, and then the other leagues at least six yeah. years? Mm-hmm. So. Well, and yeah, you and our, I, stand, our standard's been running tw- – our, our standard's been running 12 teams yeah. for, like, 11 years now. Josh, Josh and I have clinched playoff spots in our in our redraft league, so. Um, and we're going head-to-head this week. Yeah, going head-to-head this week for the division title. For second place. Yeah. All right, Josh, if you want to join uh, in Riverside, we will uh, draw helmets. Uh, we've been on a bit of a run, guys. Uh, so, let's see. Who wants to uh, go first? I got all the buy teams out. So, who wants to uh, – I went, I went first last week. Oh, Sam's on here to make sure you're not I cheating. See you, Ross. Oh, I see you. I see oh, you. There you cheating, motherfuckers. There he is. All right. Well, you know what, Sam? Uh, I'll, hey, I'll you're on Echo you again. You you, you got to meet one of them. You got to meet one of them. Oh, I can't mute. Okay, I'm muting. Uh, hold on one second. Better? Way better. Okay. All right, Sam, I'll give you the honors. You can go first. I'll go second, and then Josh can do go third. All right, Sam. The Commanders. Put back, put back, put back. Put it back? You don't even want to hear what the line is? Yeah, no, no, okay, tell me the line, and then I'll put it back. All right, they're nine and a half (laughs) point dogs to the Dolphins at home. Put it it back? Yeah, put it back. Okay. And we got the Titans. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> oh, is this the week that we all get the shitty team? <laughs> oh, God. So the Titans, though, are only one-point dogs to the Colts at home. One point. Yeah, all I got to do it. is win, 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 win. Yeah, yeah all, all I got to do is win. All I got to do is win. All right. All right, I'm going next. Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Notice, notice how he didn't look down because he already had it yeah, in his hands, yeah, Sam. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I'm there's, sure. there's that second base football team behavior. I didn't right have it my hand already. I went fishing. Anyway, they're six point favorites to the Packers. All right, all right, Josh. Who are you putting it back? See, see oh. he's closing his eyes on mine. You got Broncos. the Broncos. What's the line for the Broncos? Now the Broncos play the Houston Texans and they're three and a half point dogs on the road. 
Oh, I take that. Put it back. Broncos are playing awesome. And guess what? You know what? The 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 Texans are missing uh, their left tackle, the right tackle. Sorry, for the year. Colts. Am I going to get scared? One point favorites. So someone out of this group. Either Basically, you me and Sam, are going head to head this week. Hey, you or Sam is going to tie. Unless it's a tie. Unless it's a tie. Me and are going head to head again this week. Yeah. yeah. So me, me and Lou are going head to head, and me and Sam are going head to head. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, someone's got to win that with a one point favorite. There's no way that both of you could win. So, um, no, nope, we're fucked. Yeah. All right. I'm leaving out of here, out of uh, Riverside. All right. All right, so before our guest gets on, who should be here in just a few minutes, why don't we go ahead and let's talk. Let's talk real quick about CM Punk's return, and we can we can go into this in more detail later in the show. But I'll just wait on that, then, because that's a big thing. That's a big news story. Okay. All right. Well, we can we can we can wait on that then. Let's uh, then let's let's. Well, why don't we go into the Dallas Cowboys? This has been a hot topic recently, and a lot of it has been: Are the Dallas Cowboys truly a Super Bowl contender? They haven't beat a team with a winning winning record yet, but. Um, they they have been playing very well, but a lot of people still don't think that they are quite on the level of the Eagles and the 49ers. What do you guys think? Josh, you can go first. No, I I, I agree. I mean, they've already lost to the Eagles this year. I know it's a close game, but... And the 49ers. They got their ass kicked by the 49ers. Oh, that's right. I yeah, so yeah, they're, they're not on they're not on that level yet. I don't think defensively they could really really put a dent in San Francisco or or Philadelphia to stop them. Um, I I just think that the offense is still vanilla under uh, Mike McCarthy and both Dallas and the Forty ers or uh, Philly. They know McCarthy way too well. So and they know his his habits. So, so I, I'll, I'll only say this that I I think that they have an outside chance because Jerry Jones definitely made a deal with the devil to get one more ring before he croaks. Um and and, and you know the other thing is that if San Francisco or I mean preferably Philly if Philly takes care of San Francisco then and and somehow Dallas is is ahead for whatever reason you know. If Dallas has to see uh, Philly, I think that's a more beatable game for them. I think so too. But I agree. It, with you. I mean, it, it was what you think Dallas because would be able to beat Jalen Hurts to make playoff? mistakes. They can with their defense. They can force Jalen Hurts to make the same mistakes. Throw four picks, and it's like the Jets game all over again, bro. For them. Yeah, I mean that we we thought of that with uh, earlier, but they still got beat. So. I mean, yeah, but guess what? That, that's that's because 
they don't they didn't have more that was earlier in the season. You have to keep that in mind as well. Right? No, I I but, I understand that. But yeah, I also I also know Dak Prescott. He he likes to struggle towards the end of the year. That's true too. That's true. I I Dak Prescott and he also seems to struggle in big time games, right? Like he seems to when the spotlight's brightest or the pressure's on. Dallas yeah, seems yeah. To he, he he doesn't have he doesn't have that Joe Burrow uh, cool confidence have- mentality, you know, on the on the largest stage, right? Right. Right. No, and and speaking of that, is it is it he a free agent after this year? No, I don't no. think so. No. No, he's got I think he's another got two years. Year. I think he's got another two years and then his guaranteed money is done and then they have to decide. He's uh, got because the way they're talking is they're they're talking about a new contract for him for this year. What are they gonna do? Next season Josh is the end of his contract. After next season. Oh so so this season and the end of next season, right? Yeah. So he's got one yeah. more year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got one more year left. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why they were talking about trying to find an extension if he's going to uh, surpass Joe Burrow's deal. Ah, oh, that's stupid. That's that's absolutely fucking asinine. He does not deserve that. Kind I of wouldn't money. do it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it either. I mean, it's like paying Baker Mayfield. The same amount of money, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? No, let's let's be real here. Bad Dak Prescott is better than Baker Baker Mayfield. I, I feel like that would though. I feel like that would be like paying Kirk Cousins Joe Burrow money. Exactly. Yeah, I I feel Dak Prescott is a more like a Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. And don't put up. They'll put up big stats and they'll win games and they'll get you to the playoffs. They're not they're not in that kind of company where it's like the elite best of the best. I kinda like if you want to go back to like I don't know, like the decade of Peyton, Ben Roethlisberger, and, you know, Tom Brady. Eli. And Drew Drew Brees. They, yeah, they're kinda like well, Eli won two Super Bowls, so I can't even go like there, but I I mean, Ben won two as well. Ben yeah, won so, two, so did, so, did, so did Eli, right? That's what I'm saying. Ben was elite. It, it, those guys were elite. But if you want to talk about guys who were really good quarterbacks that weren't maybe that level of elite quarterbacks that we could kind of compare Dak to, I would almost kind of go like, uh, what's his, like, I don't know. I would you Is Tony Romo too friendly of a name? Or would you go like Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco? Is Dak Prescott? Matt Ryan, like, Joe, Matt, I mean, I wouldn't even say Joe Flacco because, I mean, Joe Flacco still has a ring, you know. But okay, okay. Matt, I would say Matt Ryan, and then you know, if you if you look at like that era of, of QBs, it, I mean, truthfully speaking, yeah. I know, I know, this is a terrible comp, but Andy Dalton had some really good years. In Cincinnati. Same with Carson Palmer as quarterback. <laughs> I was going to say Carson Palmer as well. Yeah, Carson Palmer. So yeah, I would. I, I think I. I. Truth be told, though, I would rather have Dak Prescott now than I than I, at any point would I've wanted Andy Dalton for the Bengals. I, I and I liked Andy Dalton. I, I would take Dak Prescott over Andy Dalton at any point in his career. I would take Dak Prescott. But would I take Dak Prescott over Carson Palmer in his prime? I don't know. I don't. I don't think 
I See, the funny thing so. is, is Andy Dalton was was just as successful as as uh, Dak's been, you know, kind of, sort of, in a way. You know, maybe not stats wise, but playoff appearances. You want to add all that together, you know, he's he's not so bad at the end of his day when you look at it. And neither yeah. is Matt Ryan for that matter. MVP. No. He won the yeah, MVP. He's got MVP. He's got MVP. So which Dak true. does not have, right? No, Dak does not have an MVP at all, at all. But I, I don't know, man. I think Dak gets a lot of. He's hate. been in the conversation, though. He has been in the conversation. I don't know how many finishes. I'd have to look this up if Dak Prescott has any top five finishes, uh, which I'm pulling that up right now. Uh, so before he before he had that injury, uh, I think it was like two years ago. Uh, he yeah. was on pace. He was that. That's when he was like, uh, you know, dark horse MVP. Like he had that. He had awesome betting odds. Um, but then he oh, had that, yeah, that crazy that one year where he started out where he only played, I think, five games, and he had nine touchdowns uh, already in five games. Yeah, he started off like a house on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I no, that wasn't that. No, never mind. That nine touchdown was not it. The the game where he got hurt, the season where he got hurt and he started out like just crazy good. I think that was, was that was two uh, years ago, right? Well, it says that he played sixteen games in two thousand and nineteen. So I don't know when he got hurt because I'm looking here for Dak Prescott, and it's showing that the only season that was short was twenty twenty where he only played five games. So maybe that was the season. In five games, he had nearly 2,000 right. passing yards. Is that, is that the yeah. season? Yeah, that was that's it. Yeah. 2020. So, yeah. Yeah, so, it was three years ago. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we got um, our boy uh, Money Match on the line to talk some gambling, uh, to do his big picks, uh, prop bets, and then to talk some – fantasy sports with us so i am gonna bring him on now uh what's going on money can you hear fellas, me fellas long time no talk i can hear you definitely can hear you what's good what's good man what it long do what no it do talk. heard y'all talking about Dak prescott um yeah i'm a giants fan so i know a lot about that guy he is on a heater a little bit of a heater but um they're the cowboys are the cowboys so they're just gonna shoot themselves in the foot i'll just wait for that but as of right now I'm a little heater, man. Everybody's yeah. uh, yo, 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 Matt, are, are, are you taking all of Dak Prescott's prop bets? That's the question. Whew. That's the the thing that's hard about that is whether they're gonna blow that team out. So let's see. Right now, uh, Dak Prescott's passing yards on DraftKings is over two two hundred and eighty three point five. So a little bit close enough to two ninety, maybe a three hundred game against Seattle's. Uh, they don't play man-to-man. They're more of a covered defense. I would take that. I don't think nobody can really stop CeeDee Lamb over there. Uh, Cooks is, is heating up as well. I I think he gets enough of, like, you know, gets enough of those passing yards to actually beat it, even if they're actually winning. Um, I don't think they run the clock out a lot with their running backs. Let's say, like, Tony Pollard he gets, like, 15 touches. I think once the game is said and done, they're still attacking you. That's uh, that's a crazy thing. I'll take it though. I'll definitely take that two eighty three. Speaking of Brandon, speaking of Brandon Cooks, did you see this kind of resurgence coming at all at any point this season? 
you know what? I, it was getting dark around like this. <laughs> around week four. It was getting dark. I think I I, I don't I never had any um. Well, I always have cooks in my fantasy leagues. For some odd reason, I always end up getting them. This year I didn't, yeah. but you know, I still kind of kept tabs. After week four, it's like, damn, who who does Dak throw to? Like it's Ferguson. He's gonna pepper C D Lamb, and then they were trying to get the running game together, so it just wasn't clicking. But yeah, it's cooked. You know, everywhere he goes, he has like a thousand yards. He'll figure it out. He, he, so, he does, man. He, yeah. Um. All right. So, any uh, any other prop bets for Thursday night football that you like? Oh, the Thursday game. You know, those games. You know, on Thursday nights, those games are always weird. Yeah, they are. The trash. Get rid of Thursday night games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. So I think fucking Amazon inside the box on this. Okay. So the thing about me, I don't do the picks until I see um um the the injury report, right? Okay. So I usually okay. get the injury report around like a good four or three hours before the game just to make sure, you know, we don't have any rough ending. But what today is what I would like to do. It's pretty it's gonna be pretty quick. Let's let's make our own little uh betting ticket here through these scenarios that I've come down Perfect. with. Because when I'm doing these bets with like these it. games, you kinda have to like, you know, get what's going on a little bit so you can like predict it a little bit more. Okay, so you guys are gonna help me. I'm gonna throw these lines at you and uh you're gonna give me a little help here. I also put a little bit of information against them. Okay. So I like to always start off with the ticket. I always like to start off with the TDs. Okay, of okay. course, TDs are hard. It's Thursday, Thursday night. TDs don't come a lot on Thursday night. Am, am, I, am I right or wrong here? No, Not a lot of them. So, yeah. so I would like to – the highest pick I would pick is two touchdowns. That will be the okay. highest one. I pick like two. And, you know, the lowest will pick at least one touchdown. But I think we can do two. I think at least – Cowboys get the two touchdowns, but oh, they can get it all by themselves. Of course, you just got to pick which one it is. Or we can get one, one and one from the Cowboys or from the Seahawks. So, from the Seahawks, okay, I have a little bit of a long shot here. It's just a little bit, and then we'll go to a safer one. But for the Seahawks touchdown, the only way you can attack the Cowboys is not their corners. You see Bland is getting picks, interceptions, and taking them home. The yeah. corners have been shutting people down. Uh, DK Metcalf hasn't pretty much been himself or uh, the other cast of receivers that the Seahawks got. So the only thing I would say for them to attack is that safety slash middle. So a tight end, I would think a tight end score would come here now. Oh, wow. You would okay. think that tight end score would, would be Noah Font. But it's really not oh. him. I'm looking at a Cody Parkinson, and it's plus 1,000. Now okay. I know it sounds crazy. Cody Parkinson okay. has 20 end zone targets. 20. He has more than Noah Font, which has two. Wow. This whole season. I know. It's a crazy thing I looked up today. I was like, are you kidding me? No, I, I understand. Now I understand why Noah Font wasn't getting anybody points on, on fantasy. But, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at the tight end spot, and I'm looking maybe a, a, a Cody Parkinson TD, seeing that he has the most out of uh, the tight ends, and that's where you want to attack the, the Cowboys. Now, that's just a long shot here. I'm just okay. throwing that out. What do you think about it? Put it on the ticket. I just want to throw that one in there because it's a juicy little number. And 
I can Yeah, go. I, I would probably I, I might I might want to take like a like a Samaji Pirine like type of touchdown, anytime touchdown. But Pirine's not playing on Thursday. Pirine's not playing. Oh shoot, I'm sorry. Are we talking the Denver game? Yeah, no, we're talking the the No, we're talking the Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Dallas game, dude. Yep. Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. That's some Jersey boys for you. Hey, listen, man, I'm on the soft gardener. <laughs> I'm on that soft gardener, bro. <laughs> so, all right, so back on that. It's just a long shot. I uh, just wanted to see where everybody's head on that. We don't have to put on the ticket, but I just looked at the numbers on the tight ends hitting the red zone, and I thought that was kind of like, okay, that's that's a that's a crazy stat to know. I, so, I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I was going to ask you, Mitch, how you felt about a Jake Ferguson anytime touchdown tomorrow. I like it. He's, okay. he's, he's overdue. I actually like it a lot. That was going to be my pick for the Cowboys. Side. So okay. I do like that spot a lot. Uh, we can definitely put that on the ticket. I would, I would probably do a Tony Pollard touchdown, too. That's the second person I, I think – we get a CD at this point. It's um, he's been on the heater himself. He's been scoring two touchdowns. Uh, he scored a touchdown last game. Scored a touchdown the game before that. So he is on a little heater. Um, but Seattle's run defense has been fairly good this that's year. That's the thing. That's what I'm looking. And it's Thursday, and I feel like it's like one of those days where it's going to trick you. you and they all that. Just- Dallas struggles in the red zone. Like, I feel like if, if Pollard's going to get a touchdown, he's got to break one from, like, 15, 20 yards out because if they get down near the five, he doesn't seem to be able to punch it in from – I don't think it's going to be a rushing touchdown by Pollard. I think it's going to be a passing touchdown by Pollard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I got, I got a quick question. Yes. Hey, what about a JSN anytime TD? That's another person I'm looking at, but to be – you know what? I wouldn't mind that. The thing is, I'm not I'm not really liking Geno Smith as of lately. Against yeah. the Cowboys, I think Geno is looking a little bit um, a no-no on the tickets. He scares me. Yeah. Now, the, the, safer point, the, the safer point for Jackson Smith is I would put, like, 40 yards, because he's been over 40 yards almost all his games. He's a very avid on my fantasy team, too. And I'm kind of upset that this is, like, the bar that we have to set for Jackson Smith. But he's been pretty consistent. So put him on the 40, 40 yard just for, like, a safer thing on the ticket, if that's what I was going to hit. The anytime touchdown is a little scary on that end. So Got you. I do like the Jake Ferguson. That one's staying for sure. We either got to okay. pick. We get, we need one more. Tony Pollard is looking okay. But I, can we sneak? What? Can we sneak something else? Can we sneak maybe a? Uh, I'm not I don't sure know why. Next, I'm uh, feeling. I'm feeling a Rico Dowdle touchdown tomorrow night. I'm I I'm you know really. What? I'm really. I was looking at his that. injury report. That's the thing. That's what I was waiting for. I was looking at his hey, injury listen, report. I, I hate to, I hate to kind of move the conversation along, but we have a nine o'clock basketball and a 10 o'clock basketball tonight if you want to add on the same ticket, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. I have a... So you got Rockets and Nuggets, you got Clippers and Kings. 
I was going to go for the Kings game. I was going to give you a recap on what we also did the last time. We hit all the straight bets. Just want to put the point that out there. We hit both the straight bets on LeBron going over his points, 23.5, and also uh, De'Aaron Fox going going over his points. Hit it is, By the way, is Jokic playing tonight? Because that's uh, – oh, he is playing. And so I hope he has a big game because I'm, I'm playing matching fantasy basketball this week, and I'm hoping to just smoke it. Yeah, you have way too much good players. I don't know how I was gonna. gonna this yeah. Hey, Mitch. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna take the over on on uh, on Shingun's, uh rebounds for tonight. Uh, 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 say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, Sanguin? Al- Alfred Sanguin on the rock. Yeah, Sanguin. Yeah. Sanguin. I like that guy, man. He's a decent. So, so I was gonna take the over on his boards tonight. And who's he playing? I'm sorry, you have to. Ask he's pl- he's playing, playing Denver, but the last time he played Denver, he had 15 boards. I can see that because they are missing uh, their centers. They're missing a little bit on the inside. They don't have Aaron Gordon. They have no Aaron Gordon that's, tonight as well. I can actually. That's that's not a bad. That's not a bad move. I, I would definitely. What, what's his uh, points on over on the rebounds? Uh hold on. Let me take a quick look. You, you, I'd be you, sure you'd probably be able to tell me a better line. Oh, actually, yeah, I, I can be. I'm, I'm on my computer. Don't even worry about it. I'm looking it up right now. We are the Rockets in Denver, which plays at nine ten today. We're looking at Sanguine's rebounds, which, yo, know, that guy is really good, man. He's a he's a little bit of a clone of Jokic. The guy can pass his ass off. So it's at yeah, nine. He, he's discount Joker, bro. I got him on my basketball team. <laughs> he fills up the stat sheet, man. I'm telling you, he's a really good player. Um, yeah. so we have it at nine point five. I'll take it. Give me ten rebounds, I'll take it. Yeah. I think you're gonna that. Okay. Let's all right, we'll 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 rush a little bit more on this on this NFL uh game, guys. So so far, okay, we can just keep this this uh this Jake Ferguson T D. We'll think about the, the next T D later. If we need to, we'll just fill this out a little bit. Now, like I said okay. about this the passing yards on deck on DraftKings is two is two eighty let me see that, I just wanna make sure. 283 for Dak Prescott. I think he dismantles Seattle's cover defense. They don't play really man-to-man a lot. They're the receivers from Cook and um, and um, CeeDee Lamb and Ferguson themselves will tear their defense apart. I think he will go over those passing yards, even if late in the game that they, you know, decide to blow them out. Cause it's not like they're gonna run him down. Last game against Washington, he had 331. Carolina, the game, the game before Washington, he had 189. Carolina's pretty good on the the yeah. passing game. I let them slide on that. Giants 404, and then Philly 374. So he's been in the threes a lot. He he's has been in three at, at four out of the five games that he played. And I'm not scared of. I'm not scared of this defense, to be honest. Is anyone else scared of Seahawks defense, passing-wise? No, not really. I think Burrow exactly. lit him up when he when he had time. Exactly. So we are hitting the over on Dax Prescott's 283.5. I think he should hit that. I like that. I like that. I like okay, that. Okay, let's go to some receivers. This this ticket is filling out a little bit good. I'm, I'm liking this Jake Ferguson touchdown. I think he gets that. Think that goes over the passing. So let's go over the receivers a little bit here. Um, 
I'm looking at Cook's receiving line. It's 41.5. I, I think you got to take that, man, because I think I think I think Woolen or whoever the Seattle's best DB is is going to be shadowing CD Lamb. Yeah. Yes. He's going to be shadowing CD Lamb, which I think leaves. What's Gallup's receiving yards at? What's he? What's he at? Um, He's four? at fifteen point five. This could be due for a breakout too. He disappears. Oh God, I feel like he Michael could be Gallup. For a yeah, he disappears too much, man. I don't know. This is. I know. I know. What, what's, his, what's his? What's his snap count? Sorry, his snap count? Yeah, I can look up well, right now. Well, you know the thing about him is now Jalen Tolbert is getting play, so that's, that's true. why. That's true. That's that's why I'm not really, you know. I think he's yeah. eating some of his snaps. Well, yeah. um, I'm almost there looking at Gallup's snap count, and yeah, we are know, on. They, they paid this guy. I don't know why they're not using him. I don't know myself. I mean, he was he was more of a burner, just like Jalen Well, Tolbert. Is a little bit more of like a, a gadget player, and Gallup will be the yeah. burner. I'm not too sure why it's like that. Um, I mean, I think just... by bringing in Cooks, they they kind of took away the long ball from Gallup. Oh, for sure, Cooks can get, but, but Cooks can be the long ball. He can also work intermediate. He's a little bit of all that, so it just kind of worked out for them in that favor. So his snap count was 33 percent Gallup. Yeah, wow. no, nah, he's not due for it. I can't. No, he's not, he's not due. Yeah. So we're going to keep – we're going to – no, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I think Cook is the right one match. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Yep. So we have three picks so far. We have Jake Ferguson's TD. We have Dak Prescott, 283.5 in passing yards. We also have Brandon Cooks with 41.5 in receiving yards. I still want to attack this receiving um, a little bit here. Maybe – we can go to Jackson Smith with Jigba, which I said clearly what? he's been very, very consistent um, with the 40-yard, the 40-ish yard mark. And right now his receiving line is at a 43.5. I honestly think he can hit that. Maybe. What's what's Geno Smith's passing yards? What's the over/under on Geno Smith's passing yards there? Look at that. This is this is also on DraftKings, guys. Just make sure you know this. It's yeah. different around other, you know, different around other places. You can switch to alternate, so it's not too crazy. But Geno Smith's passing yards is over two twenty nine point five. So that's around two thirty. Can you take the under on that one, or is it only the over on two twenty nine? Oh, you can take under or over. It don't matter. I would, you can also I would do alternate. I like the under on two twenty nine, man. I'm not gonna lie. I like the under a lot. I think, I think so too. That 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 Dallas defense hey, is very. Can I ask scary. you a question, real quick, Mitch? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's what's the uh, the um, the uh, over under on uh, um, any time? Not over under. Sorry. What's the the odds for any time touchdown for DK? DK Metcalf is at plus one ninety five. It's the fourth. It's the fourth um, highest. First is Tony Pollard with negative uh, one sixty. Then it's C.D. Lamb with negative one four five, negative one forty five. Sorry. Then then it gets to Zach Charbonnet with plus one twenty. The Jake Ferguson one that we took is at plus one seventy. And then it's Metcalf 
with plus 195. So he's oh, wow. the, the fifth, yeah, the fifth guy okay. people think will make a touchdown. All right. And it's Brandon Cooks with plus 200. Okay. So back to that passing yard, I, I'm i also liking this as well. He versus San Francisco, which is easy to to decimate. Their passing defense isn't um, isn't great. He only hit 180. Then with yeah. the L.A. Rams, with the L.A. Rams, he hit 233. They're okay with the passing as well. Washington, they suck. He they, he hit 369. Then yeah, Washington. Well, the Washington game is an outlier. It's an outlier. Yeah. That's but I would definitely take the under, Mike. I like that. Yeah. The under 229 for Geno Smith. Let's do it. Let's put it on All the right. That's not bad. I think I think that pass rush eats him alive. I don't think he's that same Geno that we know and you know yeah. rooted for last year. I like it. He's back to Jets, Geno. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> another oh, fuck another, off. Another line. We're gonna go right back to the receiver. Yeah, listen, line, you know, I think I, I always say this. I I always say this as a joke. I think Geno Smith has like one more year of eligibility to go back to West Virginia and play for the Mountaineers. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, now we're back to tick. We have four selections: Jake Ferguson's TDs over yeah. two eighty three on Dak Prescott's passing yards. Over 41.5 on Brandon Cook's receiving yards, under 229.5 on Geno Smith's passing yards. It's looking really good as of right now. I want to hit one thing. I want to hit this running back real quick, Zach Charbonnet. He's finally getting the ball, the rock, but he has one of the worst schedules going down the line. I have, I have Walker in fantasy, so I know this. They have the worst schedule um, as a running back down the line. So they have uh, they have the Cowboys today. Well, not today. They have the Cowboys tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not going to hit his rushing yards. The thing about Zach Charbonnet, he can also catch passes. Yes, yes. So, and I think they're going to be behind so much that they're going to need to, like, pepper him with passing, uh, you know, passing yards. So his receiving yards is over 18.5. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at his three games. San Francisco, he had 11. The game before that, Rams, he had 22. Washington, he had 18. So very. If we average that around that, you know, average it out a little bit, it would it would be around the 17, 18 area. He only needs 19 to pass this. Okay. But I think he gets. I I like it. And you I know like what? Because because uh, you know Dallas's front line is so uh, heavy, I think you know a little bit more of screen passes might happen because Gino's gonna have yeah. to dump it off. Yep, that's exactly what I was going for right there. I think he gets that. We can put that on the ticket. Zach Charbonnet, like eighteen point five to go. Okay. Awesome. Let's, I like it. You guys want we got five picks. It's looking really good. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's looking very, very nice. I'm going to have to maybe put this in myself. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so let's. you guys want to attack the over and under, maybe, of the game? Let's attack the game itself. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. What's the, what is the over-under for total points tomorrow? 47.5. Now. I like the under. I like the under as well, too, seeing that it's a Thursday night game as well. 
Those games never are high scoring. I don't think Seattle. I think Seattle gets about one, maybe two touchdowns. Yeah, I feel like it's I, four, ten I, I think they get one, and they're going to garbage time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. It would have to be. It would solely rest upon Dallas and if they can just calm down a little bit, you know, like let's not yeah. decimate them. Right. Yeah. I, Dallas can have a good two to three touchdown game that's already at a 28, 28, 21 points right there by themselves. Added yeah. the, the Seahawks, given their one to two touchdown, um, 28, 36. Yeah, it's, it's still below 47. I'm going to go with under, under 47.5. What do you guys think? I, I think so, too, because I, I feel like this is going to be a game on a Thursday where it's, like, 24 to 10. That, yeah. That's what I see. Or, like, even, like, 27 to 13, which is still 40 points. So, sure. I, yeah, I like I like the under 47 and a half. I don't, I don't think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, and I, I, I feel like if Dallas punches them in the mouth early, and let's say they, they're up like 21 to three going into the fourth quarter, I can also see with it being a Thursday night game, they kind of start pulling guys and, and, yeah. and just run the that clock out. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Okay, we are at six picks. It's looking very, very nice. I got another thing I want to throw at you guys. Maybe we can add it on to there. Geno Smith interception thrown is negative 150 to add on to the ticket. What do you think Geno Smith throws that interception to uh, our cornerback that's breaking records? Guy's name again. He's been taking Lance. all the interceptions to taking them all for touchdowns. Yeah. Bland, is that who you're talking about? <laughs> yes, Bland. Yeah, I, I, one, cool. just to throw one interception match, is that is that it? It's just one, one pick? Just one interception from Geno. One. Okay. All right, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Anybody else think Geno throws an uh, interception? I think so too, but I, you know, I'd like to see what the odds of Bland getting a pick is. Bland himself. It doesn't have to be him, on. right? It can just be just any pick. Yeah. No, it's any pick. Any pick. Yeah. They don't. It doesn't have to just be Bland. I don't think they have that option on here on DraftKings. Maybe they have it on. Um, FanDuel because they're a little bit, uh, you know, more easier on the selections of tickets you can make. I think FanDuel will probably be the place to get it. Those should yeah. be high. Even though Bland has won every, almost every think, game for the past six, it still should be high. Let's add that in here. Okay, we are yeah. at seven picks, guys. All right. We're cool. going to we at, we're at Jake Ferguson's TD, Dak Prescott over 283.5 passing yards, Brandon Cooks 41.5 receiving yards, Geno Smith under 229.5 passing yards, Zach Charbonnet over 18.5, that's 19 yards for it to hit. Okay. To get that, I have under 47.5 for the total and uh, Smith's interception, just one from any single one. And it's looking good. I think we could still add about maybe two or three more guys. It's still looking good because I want to be able to, you know, have a person throw three dollars and they win a thousand. You know, Matt, you you gotta you gotta give Mike your phone number and hop on the group chat with all of us. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. 
this this is a and I, I want to give people those, that that little bit of a background. This is these are the type of bets that I actually do. I'm a very small. Uh, my wagers are very small, but the ticket itself is very healthy, and you just need one hit, and you will you will be right back to where even better than where you were before. So yeah. you won't be losing as much as time goes on with us or with me. You just need that one hit, and all your <laughs> all your debts are gone, and you probably right. only lost you probably only lost fifteen dollars <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> so. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to this. So, we are, we're at seven picks. We're almost there. I'm looking at a couple of things. Maybe we want to go right back to the touchdowns. Uh, are Anybody you talking about anytime? They still got Tony Pollard, Ceedee Lamb, Zach Charbonnet, Metcalf are the top four, top five. I, I still think you should add in your Colby Parkinson TD. I think so too. I really do. I liked I liked you know that one as a kind of a bit of a long shot one there, you know, and I, I think that one has the potential to surprisingly to hit. You know what we're gonna do? Yeah. I thought of something. Um, we're gonna put the Cody Parkinson's TD in there, right? We're going to okay. continue as if we did. We're going to continue as if we didn't put the Cody Parker TD. You know, trying to make a safe, well thought out yeah. um, ticket. You can either we're going to you can make two tickets. You can leave one with Cody Parkinson on it, and then you can take uh, do the other one without him. So it would be a better chance of a hit. And if you do hit with the Cody Parkinson, that's money coming your way. How about yeah. that? I, I like so it. So we are putting Cody Parkinson in. I like it. I like it. Okay. I, I don't know why, but it's speaking to me. I like I, – I, I think he's playing, but I like the Rico Dowdle touchdown. I just he do. I'm not going to lie. He is playing. I, I'm just a little bit iffy on the injury. On so him I, I tell you, I like, to, I like that pick too because if, if Dallas runs ahead, they're going to save Pollard, and, and that's, that makes Rico's chances for a touchdown more possible. Oh, I just found out actually that seeing that the ticket is now at a certain threshold, that I can't add another TD onto that. Okay. I, I can stop right here because that Parkinson TD was a lot. So our okay. ticket total odds are plus one hundred fifty thousand. Wow! So if okay. you put five dollars onto there, you're winning seven thousand five hundred five dollars. There it is, boys. There it is. That's I like our, it. I like that's our new. That's uh. That's Yo, new you have to you have to oh, text us that. You have to get on the text and text us the whole ticket so we can put it in as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Let me. Although you know what sucks is Ohio. I can't do these prop bets on DraftKings or BetMGM or any of them. Yeah, Ohio doesn't really? have over unders allowed apparently. So I've gone on Underdog. I've gone on DraftKings. I can't do those picks. For Ohio, I can only bet the actual game, which sucks. Like the points. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you just. I think a lot of a lot of places are now being able to, you know, uh, get their sports book open to bet. It took a yeah. while for New York to get. You know, New Jersey is great because they always get things first. But. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, New Jersey's been gambling since day one, bro. Yeah, Facts. <laughs> 
Facts. Once New York got it, oh, man, all hell broke. <laughs> Yo, it's funny because when I was out in Michigan, like in 2012, uh, Michigan was not, uh, you know, they didn't have it, but I had a Jersey bank account. So I was able to oh, sign up for Bavada. Yeah, I signed up for Bavada, and, and I was betting on, on Carmelo Anthony the whole year. <laughs> nice. That's what's up. Or you can do, do the little VPN thing, but, you know, that's a little too much to be doing all that. But, okay, I'm definitely going to be sending sending you the ticket, guys. I actually really like the ticket. I do one before injury reports come out and then one when the injury reports come out. I like this one a lot. May the ticket rain. May you guys hit. Definitely be sending you that one, too. Um, I just want to do a little recap on our last uh, NBA game that we had with the Lakers versus Sacramento Kings. So the two straight bets that were given were LeBron James over 23.5 points and De'Aaron Fox over 23.5 points as well. Both of them hit straight bets. Now the parlay ticket that we had, I was quite close. Yeah. Out of let me discount one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten out of the ten that were out of the ten uh, choices that were made, four of them were the ones that were wrong. And guess how much they were wrong by? On the ticket, we I don't had think it wasn't. We had Fox for yeah. thirty points. He hit twenty-eight points. Uh, we had um, we had a. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We had the um, LeBron. Under a 6.5 assists. Now this one was a little bit overboard. LeBron wanted to be a playmaking LeBron, so he hit about nine assists. So that's the only one that went a little bit overboard on the ticket. But then we also had over 6.5 assists for D'Angelo. Oh well, it was supposed to be under 6.5 assists for D'Angelo. He hit seven. We're off by one on there. Um, we also had the rebounds for De'Aaron Fox. Under 4.5 rebounds, he had five. So we missed it by a point. We missed it by a rebound. We missed it by an assist. And LeBron was the only one that was a little bit over on his assist. But we missed it by pretty much one possession on Man, on the game. So tough. that's how close we were on those parlays. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to hit one, guys. I can already feel it. Yeah. So today, just a little quick run by. Today we're going to be doing the Clippers versus the Kings. How's everybody with that? 10 o'clock game is 9.07. People are going to be able to put it in if they need to. How are we feeling about that? I think I think we're good. I think we feel good okay. on the Clippers game. Okay. So, just a little bit breakdown on the Clippers and Kings. Clippers, uh, with the the emergence of – not the emergence, I would say, with um, Harden coming back, they've been a little bit wonky on figuring out how they can play together. Um, we also have a Zubac coming back, a great rebounder. Now the thing with the Kings, Keegan Murray, we was talking about him before. He's out, should be out today. Um, that's one of their, I would say, their second best rebounder. So they're going to be missing him on the court. Uh, I, that's where I wanted to focus the ticket on, the Kings losing their rebounder and the Clippers actually being one of the good rebounding teams which is shockingly odd because they run like a small ball kind of thing. They have um, 
what's his face? When they didn't have Zubak, they had a uh, God. Who's that old guy that's always there? Power forward. I keep forgetting his name. Whatever. Morris. Were running. Morris. No. Morris. Uh, okay. The guy that has the sneakers. He has huge. He always has like all the latest sneakers. God. Uh, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Tucker. Okay. PJ okay. Tucker. Weirdly enough. They've been running a small ball kind of thing, and they've been out-rebounding people, which is crazy. They've actually been a really good rebounding team. So this is what we're going to focus on today on the ticket. Now, today, for straight bets, guys, we're going to be rolling with – this is just straight. Okay. We're going to be rolling with Paul George today over on his points, 24.5. Last game, he pretty much sucked. This is going to be a get-back game. Paul George, I want to say, is there – either first or second type score on your team. It's kind of switched between him and Kawhi Leonard at times. Um, but I think Paul George today should should be able to attack uh, what they've been missing is their small forward, which Keegan Murray and Herter kind of owns that spot a little bit. Okay. Um, they should take advantage of those easily. They, I don't think they can't stop them, to be honest. Now that Keegan Murray's not there, you got Herter. Uh, just only being there, he's not really known for his defense. So, bounce that game for Paul George over 24.5 on the points. And in our second straight today, I had to think about this, but I'm going to go with Sabonis's rebounds. Sabonis is the only rebounding person there. Keegan Murray's out. Um, it was 12.5, but to, I, I put it down to 12 just in case. I think okay. he gets 13 today. Um, Zubak is a great rebounder, but he isn't on the same plateau as Sabonis. Sabonis is a little bit taller than him. Um, and then missing Keegan Murray, I think it will be his onus for Sabonis to get these rebounds and, you know, supply the team with that second-chance help. Um, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the rebound. So now for the parlay ticket, let's get down and dirty, guys, right here. We'll start with parlay number one. I'm going to keep Paul George 24.5 on his points to go over. Then our second one is Kawhi Leonard on his assist over 2.5. That's very easy for Kawhi. Um, Three assists. He's been hitting that for the past five games. If he doesn't hit it, it's at two. And I think because, again, because of the loss of Keegan Murray on the inside, it should be enough for him to sneak in a you know a couple assists here and there. Um, so Kawhi Leonard assist over two point five on the ticket. I also added Sabonis's rebounds. He's the only rebounding there. So over twelve. I changed the alternate. It was twelve point five everywhere else. But you know just don't twelve rebounds was a brown negative one eighty. I'll take it. You know it's not not too crazy. Um, we also have. James Harden, under 7.5 assists. I know that sounds a little wonky, but James Harden hasn't been really the assist type of guy on that team. He's been trying to get his scoring together. They kind of share that amongst um, amongst Paul George, him, and also Westbrook, still trying to learn the things together. So I think he goes under 7.5. Um, we also have Sabonis with a block. He's been having one block, two blocks a game for the past four games. He All he has to deal with is a bonus. I'm pretty sure Sabonis is going to throw a dumb shot, boom, gets a block or, or not, or one of these forwards or anything. 
Sabonis will be able to get that block. Um, one second, I'm sorry about that, guys. I have it on my. And then we, I also have the Clippers winning today, money line. Um, it's been a back in back game with the Sacramento Kings. Yesterday they played. Um, might be a little bit tired on the foot, losing Keegan Murray. I think and I think the 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 Clippers find a way to sneak in a win with that. I also have Harden under 1.5 in steals. Harden is not that guy anymore. He's not. He's slow. He doesn't pay attention too much on defense. He's not going to get two steals. If he does get those two steals, the point guard just gave it to him on purpose because it's really not defensively that guy. I also have Zubox going eight rebounds. Easy for Zubox at this point. He's getting a lot of minutes, around 30, 30, 29 minutes. He should be able to clear that, seeing that they lost Keegan Murray. And then for the final leg of it, I have Paul George going over 2.53s. He didn't hit it yesterday. He only made one. The game before that, he hit two. The game before that, he hit two. The game before that, he hit three. And his attempts for the three-pointers are around nine, eight. So it's a lot of attempts for three-pointers. I'm pretty sure he can hit three, seeing that the Sacramento Kings defense cannot contain three-point shooting. He should be over that line. And that's about it. Awesome, man. So, Yeah. So I hope, hope we, you I hope put we hit dollars on that. Some of these, um, I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no problem, man. We're close. Don't even worry about it. We're close. We're gonna one of these days. We're gonna get people to hit. We're also gonna get hit, gonna get a hit on our tickets. You know the feeling it yeah. is to just hit on a ticket you had no idea you was gonna hit. But I oh, have yeah. confidence in my. <laughs> awesome. So that is uh, all I got for you guys today. Thank you, Mitch. Yo, thank you so much, bro. We appreciate no, no, it. We appreciate it, man. We're uh, glad that you could jump on, and uh, I uh, look forward to uh, giving you that L this week in basketball. So, wow. We'll see and, and also, Mets, you know what? Me, me and Mike, you know, uh, we, we both are pretty avid, you know, uh, you know, sports fans, so I keep an eye out for certain things as well, so basketball and football, uh, you know, from that perspective, so – it's it's nice. always good to have can, a, a good angle, a different angle, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we can find many ways for us to connect like that. Discord is a cool place we can yeah. all come together, get our thought process on an easy, easier lane, or you know, group chats, whatever, whatever how we think. On DraftKings, is a cool. Oh, bro, I am I am absolutely like anti technology, man. I'm not on anything. I, I see. All right, numbers work too. All right. <laughs> That's the only way to get in touch. The only way to social network is my phone number, bro. I feel you. Not for sure. He's like, he's like we'll in the he's got a he's got a MyFace page. I like. <laughs> I like his style. There's a time. Hey man, the, old school. I still got a Hotmail email address. Of course oh you do. God. Only only hotmail? fucking terrorists have Hotmail email addresses. Wow. Damn, you still got you. You still know your aim your aim um your aim username. <laughs> Oh God! Hey, yeah, I still have, I still have my, I still have my aim, you know. You know uh, hot boy. I never use it, but that's different. Things, man. Those things will scar you. I'm not even gonna tell you, mine. Yeah. Those things will scar you. <laughs> oh, listen, man. I grew up in the '90s, bro. I know what it is. <laughs> you already know. Me too. '91. I think we seen Dial Up, and and then we see Matt. So you were born in '91. I was born in '85. 
Oh, even, whew, even better. I'm a proper 90s baby. You was there. Oh, so, is Mike. Like, so is Mike. For a whole room. Y'all are some youngins. <laughs> I was born in 82. So was Josh. Oh, you yeah. guys were there when the computers took up the whole room. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> Carmen San Diego. <laughs> oh, that's my there game. There it is. That was a good that's game, bro. Game. Hold on. I'm 91 and I know that game. <laughs> Carmen San Diego, that was a good computer game, you know? I was. That was good. Man, I remember Boy, playing like you were supposed to be playing Oregon Trail and shit like that. <laughs> oh, I hated Oregon Trail. It was so boring. Oh god, so boring. Terrible, terrible stuff. But, but yeah, thank thank you for bringing me back and telling me that I'm a little bit old, even though I'm a '91 kid. But you know, and you're the youngest <laughs> on the show, so you're good. All right, nice. Maxwell, take care, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for all right, guys. Uh, thanks until we talk again. Yeah. All right, may your ticket cool. hit. All right, fingers crossed. Absolutely. I'll send, I'll send it to uh, I'll, I'll definitely send it to the chat for you guys to to copy it down. I really like that ticket, by the way. I think we're gonna hit that. All right. All right. Cool. Good man. All right, fellas. All right. All right. Later. All right. So we got our bets in. We got some money coming our way. Uh, let's talk some wrestling news, and then if we got time, I want to talk some NBA shit. But especially with Giddy, Mike, that drop. 15-year-olds. But, all right, CM Punk is back. So, uh, Sam's dropping. So, Josh, you and I, we're going to talk. CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! <laughs> Dude, so, can I ask you, though, I I liked him coming on Survivor Series, but what was the point of him showing up after War Games when they're all kind of taking their bows and stuff? Like, why I think so it was the shock factor of okay. it because after because everybody expected him to to be like during a match or something like that, right? Yeah. And for them to do the whole pay per view like it's about to go off air, the yeah. music hits and it just goes fucking nuts. You know what? Like, I, I, I watched a, I, I watched oh. a video of a guy watch the whole pay-per-view and he's like all oh, the rumors said he was gonna show and he goes up and, and tears a bunch of shit and says he's never watching wwe again and then yeah. boom his music hits a girlfriend yells out he's back he's i don't fucking care i hate wwe <laughs> well you know what factor when they were when they were sitting there saying Randy Orton hasn't showed up yet, and then he hadn't shown up for the main event, there was a part of me that was like, is CM Punk about to be in the War Games match right now as the, as the replacement for Randy Orton? But then Randy Orton did come out. Which, no, everything I read was Andy, Randy Orton was coming back anyway for that match. Okay. All right. By, by the way, can I ask you a question? Is it just me? Or does Randy Orton look a little roided out since coming back? No, nah, he looks about the same size he was before he got hurt. Oh, really? Okay, because I yeah. felt like he looked a little leaner and skinnier in the in in the mm. time leading up. No, not really. It, it seems like he's okay. about the same size. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure he took some roids to to get back up to strength. Yeah, I mean, because there there was the possibility he might not have been able to wrestle anymore. And I that, know because he had doubles. Back fusion or some shit like that, right? Yeah, and they and they were talking like it wasn't his his rehab wasn't going as they thought it would go, and the doctor told him like, hey, I, uh, the way it's going, you might not ever be back. 
So. Yeah. All right. Well, so CM Punk now. I, I got to tell you, Josh. So this WrestleMania coming up now in 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 April or whenever it's coming up has the potential to be one of the greatest of all time, depending on how they not only book it but what matches we get. In my opinion, Josh, and I, I wanna I, I'm gonna see if you share this opinion or if you differ. But for my money, WrestleMania seventeen is still the greatest WrestleMania that I personally have ever watched. From top to bottom, I thought that was the greatest WrestleMania Ever from the main event of Rock and Austin, and then you had like great matches like Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. You had Eddie Guerrero against Test Kane versus Raven. You had Chris Jericho against William Regal. You had The Undertaker and Triple H. You had the great ladder match, uh, table ladders and chairs match for the tag team match with the uh, uh, for the tag team titles with Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. That, to me, was one of the best cards of all time. And I feel like this has the chance to surpass WrestleMania 17. Now, you might think differently. You might have another WrestleMania in mind that you think is better. But for my money... I mean, nothing nothing still beats WrestleMania 3, dude. I'm sorry. That card card wasn't the best. I mean, you got to remember, the the card then, compared to, to now... It, there's a lot more matches going on. So you could have these big matches like that. But to have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus uh, that, Macho Man, that was a great match. And then Hulk Hogan uh, had, and Andre the Giant, and that was it. And that was it. You had two it matches. Matter. That's, you know, that's, that's what made wrestling is that pay-per-view. WrestleMania three is what made WWE. Wait, I'm sorry. Are you talking quality wise, quality wise? And this this WrestleMania three had twelve matches on it, so it had a big card. Are you telling me that that WrestleMania three stacks up to WrestleMania seventeen? Yeah, just because of Hogan and Andre. But that was a but it was a terrible match. It had the the build up was great. The build I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the quality of the matches. That's I'm different. talking about the quality of the matches. I am talking about the quality of the matches. I'm talking about the best WrestleMania that I've seen was WrestleMania three. That's right. what got me really into wrestling. So yeah. I have to put that one as my top one because if it wasn't for that, who knows when I would have started watching wrestling? You know, yeah. or if I ever hit would. But, no, All I mean, right. I think you're right. I mean, The Rock and Austin, pay-per-view, main event, Taker, uh, Triple H match, phenomenal. Tables, ladders, mat, tables, ladders and chairs match, yeah. great match. The other one, I mean, Raven versus Kane, not a blah. Guerrero yeah, versus Seth, blah. But no, but Benoit against Kurt Angle, another phenomenal match. So... Um, but all right, to CM Punk, he seems that, uh, he's talked to people in the locker room I've, from the reports I'm hearing. He's kind of humbled himself. 
I think he's happier in WWE. I thought I think he thought he would be happy in AEW cuz AEW kind of still had like an indie feel, but I feel like he saw that Tony Khan doesn't really have a handle on things and he lets the EVPs run the show and I don't I think that didn't sit well with CM Punk. I don't uh, think. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think a telltale to that whole thing was Cody Rhodes. The reason Cody Rhodes left when he was one of the founding members of that company. Right. Why did he leave? Something happened to where it it didn't sit well with him, so he wanted to leave. I think CM Punk went there, saw the same shit, and was like, "Oh shit." No, I'm not good. Like the whole Jack Perry, he was trying to protect the wrestler with not using real glass. Yeah. Jack Perry used real glass, and CM Punk said something like, what the fuck? Come on. And that yeah. started the whole thing. Well, like, and it all up with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, all that too. Well, yeah, I'm talking about the reason why he got fired. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm watching AEW. Their TV ratings are not great. They're not even beating Next anymore. No, they're they're tanking. Um, I I, I, I think I know. think the goodness of it has worn off now. Yes. There, it's it, it's too bloated of a roster. So you're not you're not putting these people, all these people, on your signing on TV. And now you got too many shows. Now you got a mon- uh, what a Wednesday night, a Friday night, and a Saturday night. Yes, yeah. That's just that's just way too much. I know you got that roster, and you want to flip, get more people, but it's just way too much. Way yeah. too many titles. Way too many. Not titles. A, not good storylines anymore. Yeah. So I want to point something out. So in in 2020, Double or Nothing is like the big, I think one of AEW's bigger pay per views, right? Correct. So, in 2020, just a couple of years ago, they had a tag team match to determine number one contender for the World Tag Team Champions. I'm okay with that. Then they had their famous casino ladder match, which is kind of like money in the bank, right? Then you yep. had MJF against Jungle Boy singles match. Then you had a, uh, a the final for the inaugural AEW TNT Championship. So that was Cody against Lance Archer. Then you had a singles match with Chris Statlander, Penelope Ford. Then you had Dustin Rhodes against Sean Spears in a singles match. And then you had a women's match, uh, no disqualification, no countout match, um, Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. And then you had John Moxley against Brody Lee for the AEW world title in a singles match. And then you had one of their stadium stampede matches, which they, they tend to do. That was in 2020, right? Pretty straightforward. Uh, would you say, Josh, uh, uh, you know, a stadium yeah, yeah. match and a casino ladder match, but a lot of singles matches, a lot of tag team mat- uh, matches, but st- straightforward wrestling. Would you agree with me on that one? Uh, yes. All right. So let's fast forward to Double or Nothing in 2023. Same amount of matches, uh, 10, uh, 9 to 11. And here we go. 
six-man tag team match between the Hardys and the Guns. Uh, 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship match. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Unsanctioned match with Adam Cole and Chris Jericho. Tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Ladder match for the TNT Championship. Singles match for singles match for the AEW Women's Championship. Then an open house rules six-man trios match. Then a singles match for the T- TBS title. A fatal four-way match for the World Championship. And anarchy in the arena match for the main event. What is different from three years to then? The amount of gimmicky matches and Gimmick. stuff in the titles. It's 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 crazy. It is crazy how much that product has turned in three years, Josh. And we talked about this. We you and I have talked about this ad nauseum. But CM Punk, there was so much when CM Punk debuted in AEW, they had so so much momentum, and they squandered it all. Uh, absolutely. I mean, they had him. Uh, they had everything going for him. They had all the momentum in the world. And then you had them, CM Punk in that fight, and yeah. that just that screwed everything up. It, when it, that happened, it, CM Punk signed in 2021, and that and, time, Josh. They signed him and Brian Danielson. They both came around the same time, right? Yep. And I was like, AEW might overtake WWE. They might do it. I, they might they would start- take, I, don't, I didn't think they would overtake them, but I think I thought they were going to start trying to give them a run for their money, kind of like what, w, what WCW Nitro did for a while. Yeah, but Nitro did overtake WWE for years. From nineteen ninety from nineteen ninety five or ninety four to nineteen ninety seven, late nineteen ninety seven, Nitro was number one in the ratings. Or I'm sorry, not nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety five to late nineteen ninety seven. For almost two years, Nitro was number one. And I always thought that AEW and then they made the same mistakes that you and I have talked about. Too many gimmicks. Too many old WWE guys. Too many wrestlers calling their own number. Yeah. And I and I think it's hurting them. I, yeah. I hope with the Will Osprey signing, uh, I mean, that dude is just a fucking – he's great in the ring. Yeah. He can have great matches, but it depends on how they use him. You know, I don't like this whole gimmick bullshit that they've yeah. been doing. Let them fight straight up. To be honest with you, they should use Ring of Honor like WWE uses next. Oh, absolutely. Next next guys don't really come up to Raw and SmackDown. You'll see sometimes a Becky Lynch or you'll see a Dolph Ziggler go down and fight on next just to give some exposure. But Ring of Honor, for they shouldn't be featuring the Ring of Honor titles on collision on Saturday or on dynamite or whatever their bucket, whatever their shows are they should have ring of honor have their own separate show if they wanted to do that and make it kind of like WWE next 
and, and feature stuff on there. Um, because you, you said it, there's too many fucking titles. There's too many, too many titles. I mean, I just, titles. It's, it's, it's so many. And the, if you look at the list of current champions, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have eight champions, and that's not even counting the Ring of Honor. Just AEW titles alone, they have eight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so let's, to me, that's let's, crazy. Let's try to figure out what this uh, – this WrestleMania card is going to be. All right, we'll end the show with that. Let's try to do that. I personally think Punk is going to take on Seth Rollins in one of the main events. And although I heard they might be fighting at Royal Rumble, so that that's that's also a possibility. Right. But yeah, I, I agree with you. The, from what I heard, is Seth Rollins is going to be his first um, matches, his first yeah. big. Uh, Thing. So, I see that happening. Um, I think that would be on night, probably night one, and then you have Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes to finish off yeah. night two. That I would think be your two main events. Randy Orton versus Jay Uso. Uh, I don't see that. No, I see Uso versus Uso. So then, Jay versus would, Jimmy. would Randy Orton fight Solo Sokoa then? Uh, that or Cena will come back and yeah. fight Sokoa. Well, Orton said in his promo on Raw that he's coming for the entire bloodline. And right so now, I think, I, I think that's where they're going to have, he's still, he's a SmackDown superstar. So let's no, not forget about that. I thought Orton was a Raw Orton, superstar. Orton, Orton was drafted to SmackDown okay. before he got injured. He got, he got drafted to the SmackDown. So I think I think Royal Rumble he will be going against Roman Reigns, and I think Sokoa will do something. I think they're gonna set that one up. If not, it'll be Cena because the way they've been talking about Cena uh, and the way he Sokoa beat Cena at the uh, Crown Jewel. Cena's done. Cena's not coming back. He announced it. He, he announced it because the writers' strike is over now. So he's back to Hollywood. Yeah, I know, but I think they're they're still keeping that open for Cena. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, I I think that would be I I think Sakoa Orton, um, L.A. Knight versus Logan Paul for the title. Okay. Okay. I think they do Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, okay. What? Uh, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch. I don't think it's going to be Becky Lynch. Oh. I think it's going to be Becky. I think it's going to be Becky Lynch. That's the big. That's the that's the big money draw. You have Becky Lynch get back into the title picture on Raw because there's no other woman with a with a big name on Raw, right? Uh, SmackDown's see. a little bit different. SmackDown, you can do a couple of things. They've already hinted at the whole. I, I, I feel like Bailey's going to get a title shot. I think Bailey is oh, going oh, to. Oh, that's exactly where I was going with that. I okay. think they've been planting the seeds for Bailey to to have a, a face turn and get yeah. kicked out of damage control 
Yeah. Which then I think that leads to EO Sky versus Bailey at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, so then I guess you could go back to what's going on with Alexa Bliss? She was pregnant. Oh, okay. Got it. That's where she's been. Yeah. I was going to say, yep. shit. I haven't seen her. So. Yeah, she's been out. Um, so, what's that? Who else could you get? Obviously, you got to do the tag team champ, so you still might have Judgment Day. Yeah. And you might, you might. Tag, you might put uh, Jay and Sammy as a as a tag team and continue with that. Um, you got the Creed brothers actually about to fight them too. So what I would like to I, what I would like to see the 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 belts need to be split. I don't like this whole universal tag team bullshit. I'd rather have a tag team on Raw and a tag team on SmackDown. But yeah. if you're gonna do it. I think if you're going to keep it as a universal, I would do it as like a uh, five tag team fatal fatal five way or something. I I don't know why, but I I feel like we're going to see Gunther versus Brock Lesnar. Who versus Brock Lesnar? Gunther. Uh that yeah that could be in the works actually. That was a rumor. And then. I feel like, yeah, we get Logan Paul versus LA Knight. I agree with you. I, I, I think there's gonna be. Oh, I mean, if if CM if CM Punk wrestles Seth Rollins at Royal Rumble, is there any chance he fights AJ Styles at WrestleMania? Who's that? CM Punk. No. No. Okay. All right. No, I think I think if they're going to do it, they'll they'll probably do a, a three match thing with them. Okay. Okay. So usually usually WWE likes to do that three match thing, except for against Roman Reigns, they only like to do one here lately. Man, you know what I would love to see is him come back and then do a CM Punk Steve Stone Cold match. Uh, yeah, I would love that shit, dude. That would be. They hinted awesome. hint, hint towards it uh, a while ago, so. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what comes up. I think. I think that's a good start. I. I still want to see if Triple H. He. He. he Hell froze over when he re-signed CM Punk. I hope he can go back and get Sasha Banks. Uh, I don't know. She might be too long gone. Okay. It'd be interesting. Yeah. It but would be interesting. That is all the time we got. Josh, you have a safe trip down to Jacksonville this weekend, buddy. And uh, we will see you on Wednesday for next week's show. Um, I do no, want to say it. that I do want to say that for uh, let me find the schedule here for the week of Christmas uh, that 27th we are going to take a hiatus that week. So Christmas is on a Monday, and then you got New Year's Eve coming that week and stuff. So we are going to take that week off, and we'll be, be we will be back January 3rd for the first show of the new year. So hey Lou, yeah. You for, you forgot the sponsorship, buddy. 
I did not. I did not. Did we you say it? To, we didn't have to plug it. We didn't have to plug it this week right now. Okay. So, yeah. All so, right. Just making sure. Yeah. Yep. We're good. So. All right. They already fired us, fellas. They already yeah. fired us. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for listening, and we'll, we will be back at it next Wednesday. All right. Take care, everybody. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us, cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we